If you've been feeling that there's more to life than just the daily grind or an endless striving for material success, if you know that there is a deeper calling inside of you that you haven't fully stepped into yet, now is the time to step forward on your path. No matter what is happening in life, there is a sacred place within you, a place where you can access the abilities of your soul to heal and transform the energies within and around you. This is the gift of Reiki, and if you resonate with what I'm saying, then it's calling you. Reiki is a gentle but powerful path of healing and transformation. It shows you how to unlock the doors to your inner world and find that sanctuary within that has unlimited access to healing energy for your physical, emotional, and spiritual bodies. On June 6th and 7th, we'll show you how to access this tangible healing energy so you can heal yourself and share it with others. Whether you want to balance your chakras and clear your aura of unwanted energies, help your children or family when they're struggling emotionally or physically, balance your emotional and mental states for better well-being, or clear old patterns and past life trauma from your energy. Our in-person Reiki 1 and 2 certification class is a two-day class that will help you do just that. It isn't just an education, it is truly an awakening. Even for those who have never considered the path of energy work before, let this be your sign. Reiki is more than just a practice. It is a journey of heart, reconnecting you with the depths of your own soul and its potential. It's about connecting with yourself in the most profound, meaningful ways possible. So if you're feeling the call, if your heart stirs a little at the thought of embarking on this journey, join us on June 6th and 7th for our Reiki 1 and 2 certification class. Embrace the opportunity to transform, to heal, and connect with the essence of your true self. Spaces are limited so everyone can get personal guidance and support so you can save your spot today and let's embark on this beautiful journey together. Visit our website at sedonamedium.com forward slash inner peace. That's sedonamedium.com forward slash inner peace. Chinese New Year is coming up January 22nd. And there's a few things that you can be doing now to help invite and bring in attractive, positive, abundant, prosperous energy for 2023. Welcome to the Modern Life and Spirit Podcast, where we explore spiritual topics relevant to today's world. Your hosts, certified psychic medium, Christina Wooten, and Reiki master teacher, Robert Wooten, break down how to work with spirit to create more positive growth in your life. Consider this podcast your go-to spiritual resource for navigating the modern world. Hey there, welcome to season three of Modern Life and Spirit podcast. This is Christina Wooten, certified psychic medium with SedonaMedium.com and Robert. Well, hello. Happy New Year. Yay. Happy New Year. That's actually what we're going to be talking about. We're going to be talking about feng shui for the new year. So how you can energetically bring in and welcome new positive, fresh energy into your life, into your world, into your home, into your space. If you're not familiar with feng shui or what it is that we're talking about, that's okay. We'll give you a little bit of a rundown. And everything that we're talking about today isn't complex. It isn't complicated because if you're familiar with feng shui, you may know that there's a lot of 
rules. There's a pretty specific process that's utilized in creating your map of your space and Mm -hmm. watching how the energy is flowing through there. So if you're a little bit nervous, like, oh, this may be over my head today. Trust me, it's not. We're just giving really simple things that everyone can incorporate in to just start your New Year's off with a little bit of enthusiasm. And again, that welcoming energy. Right. For positive flow in your life. So let's start with what is feng shui? A lot of times it's considered the science of living space. It's a form of science and it's a science that is understanding energy flow, right? And mm-hmm. it's basic form. That's what you're really doing is thinking about energy flow through your house or through your office or through any other space that you want to be aware of the energy flow through that area. So you're thinking about the chi and how the chi flows. Most of the time we when we talk about chi and ki energy, we're thinking about our chakras right. and our life force energy. But our life force is really grounded and supported by our environmental energy. So what we're encountering in our spaces. So let's take a moment and just think about when you go to a place that has a really heavy, dense type of energy, you get tired a lot more easily. Mm -hmm. You can feel it, especially for those of us who are empaths, you sense that heaviness that comes with that low vibration type of energy. Right. And that's that's the el- the essence of when you say a heavy energy, right? It wears mm-hmm. you down. It feels like a right. weight. It feels slower and heavier than your normal higher vibration energy. Your body has to work so hard to process that heavy energy and bring it up to that high frequency that our bodies need in order to stay healthy. But conversely, when you go to a place that has really positive spiritual energy. You feel uplifted and energized. Just think about all the visitors and who come to Sedona. They feel called or attracted from places all over the world and feel like, I just know I need to come here for mm-hmm. some sort of healing, or I know I'm going to have some sort of insight or transformation that happens when they come. And when they come, they feel that powerful essence of the life force that's here in the land and amplified by the geology of the red rocks that's here and feel powerfully energized. So our environment has a really big impact in in the vibration of that environment and how healthy we are, how we feel, whether we're drained, whether we feel inspired, uplifted, and so forth. So feng shui really takes into consideration the energy flow through the rooms of your house, similar to how we would think of the health of the energy flow through the chakras. And when you make adjustments to the energy flow, you're either increasing the vibration and you're increasing the meandering positive flow of that chi energy, or you are you know, decreasing the effectiveness of that because you're rushing that chi energy out the door. Or blocking it in some way. Mm -hmm, Exactly. So there's lots of specific principles. What we're going to do today is talk about eight things that you can do at the beginning of the new year. So whether you have studied feng shui in the directions, you don't even have to worry about any of those things. (laughs) Anybody can do this. But it's a way that you can help align your energy to those principles. 
So we're going to talk about these eight things, one of them being things you absolutely should not do. So let's start. We're talking about the new year, but you may be wondering, well, are we talking about the new year that just passed, January 1st, or are we talking about the upcoming lunar Chinese New Year? Well, both. (laughs) If you wanted to, you could certainly put these practices into implementation immediately out of respect for your January 1st transition. But generally, when we're talking about a transition as it has to do with feng shui, it's based more on the new lunar calendar year. So as we enter into the new lunar calendar, you're entering into the new, in this case, we're entering the year of the water rabbit. And that happens in the feng shui calendar at the lunar new year. Right. So the lunar new year for this year, it can span anywhere from the end of January to parts of February. So this year it falls on January 22nd. So one thing you might want to consider is some of these practices, putting them in place and helping to prepare you for that new fresh energy, January 22nd as well. All right. Let's start with number one. The next time you go to the grocery store, I want you to fill up on oranges or mandarins. And the reason is that oranges or mandarins represent abundance and represent prosperity. So if you have a bowl, and one thing in feng shui is we want to think about bowls Mm -hmm. versus things like square dishes, because square dishes there's energy from that hardness of the corners. The sharp edges, right. Right, the sharp edges that put out in feng shui what's called poison arrows. And those poison arrows actually bring a deficit to the energy versus lift the energy. But if you're thinking about a bowl, a bowl I I imagine like the Buddha belly, okay? So it's nice, it's big, it's abundant, it's full, it's that symbol of wholeness, and abundance. So you would create a bowl of oranges or mandarins. And the best place to put this is going to be on your dining room table as part of a centerpiece. Because the dining room table is also representing like what you're harvesting, what you're sharing with your family. So having this bowl of oranges or mandarins helps to represent that abundance and prosperity. It's also a gift that you can give people when they come over or they're visiting to share in the abundance of the season. But here's one thing to think about when you're loading up your bowl is one, if you have a red bowl, that's ideal because red is attractive, lucky color. But hey, if you don't, it doesn't matter. Just use a bowl. But one thing to keep in mind is you want to use even numbers. So, and you don't want to use the number four because four is not a lucky number. You want to have even numbers of your mandarins or your oranges and not the number four. Which is also another good reason to share it because if you have an even number and you take (laughs) one, you should give one to someone else and then you keep an even number, right? That's right. So we have eight on our table right now. So the next time somebody you know, grabs grabs a mandarin orange to eat, then we'll have to eat two. Right. At the same time. <laughs> okay, so that's number one. Now, 
say you haven't gone to the grocery store, you don't have oranges or mandarins, you're just not going to make it to the farmer's market anytime soon, then one thing you can also do is if you have an essential oil diffuser, you can use sweet orange oil and diffuse that every now and then with the intention of your honoring prosperity and abundance. So number two is an excuse to get some new clothes. Anytime you're cleaning things out and you're revisiting things, it's just a good way to check in with yourself. Does this represent where I am right now? Am I creating space for new opportunities and new energy to come to me? And so think about this with your clothes and your wardrobe. If there are things that just have holes in them, especially guys, that is terrible feng shui, holes in them, it just doesn't look nice, if it's worn and seen better days, if the colors are not bright and vibrant, it's time to get rid of them. If they don't fit, and they're probably never going to fit again, get rid of them, let them go. Because what it does is it creates space, and that space is welcoming and inviting for new energy to come in. But that new energy can't come in unless you've done the cleansing and the clearing. So get rid of that tired, dull, holes (laughs) kind of stuff. Okay, maybe you can keep like one outfit that's your yard work outfit or your painting outside outfit. If you have old pajamas that are looking dinky, let it go, my friends. This is the excuse to bring in some new clothes for you that look good, that make you feel good, and that represent what it is that you're trying to bring into your life. It's really hard to say, I am representing energetically the feeling of prosperity and the feeling of attracting positive, beautiful new things around when we're wearing like pants that have rips in them everywhere and a t-shirt that has all the little tiny holes right there at your at the zipper of your pants it's that doesn't feel very abundant I can't guys can you make eye contact with you right now <laughs> That feel, does not feel I feel like abundant. you are personally talking to me in this. <laughs> I made this rule up just yeah, for I, you, Robert. This, <laughs> this isn't really feng shui, guys. This is really just for Robert. Oh, man, I'm passively like saying. It's a clothing intervention, wardrobe saying. intervention we're having here right <laughs> so, now. <laughs> get some clothes. I'm just kidding. I know. If you are getting some new clothes, you want to think about not just the style of what it represents. Does that represent prosperity and abundance to you? But also red, that vibrant color of red. Red is very attractive. And it's really particularly good for the new year because it's attracting luck to you. So if you wear red, I mean, think about when you go into a room. Say you're at a networking event, that person who's wearing the red dress or the person who's wearing the red blazer gets the attention from all of the room because you can see it. It's also the reason that, you know, cops pull over red cars all the time because you can really see that. But it helps you to... um, attract that attention and potentially also attract helpful partnerships and alliances when you are wearing red. So maybe if red hasn't been part of your wardrobe, play around with that a little bit. Now let's play with that a little bit more as we go to number three. Number three is specifically a red wallet. Treat yourself to a red wallet. So your wallet is always representing the money and the flow of money into your life. So the things that are in your wallet are significant 
Having positive representations in your wallet of wealth or abundance, those are great too. But if you have a dilapidated wallet that is falling apart, that looks crummy, let this be the reason that you go and you invest in yourself and get a nice new wallet because you want that energy to be represented positive abundance. When you have a red wallet, you're attracting intentionally prosperity and energy. So make it a red wallet. Make it really nice and something that's sturdy, that's going to last, and that looks really good. Okay, number four, let's talk about the entryway of a home. The entryway of a home is so important. It needs to be welcoming. It needs to be inviting. And the energy needs to be clear. So we're thinking about always with feng shui that we're allowing energy to flow into the home easily. And then we want to keep that good luck energy moving gently and slowly throughout the home as it spreads that life force energy. So we've got that lovely energy. But the way it comes into the home needs to be clear and unimpeded so that all of that fresh life force energy from outside is entering in. So this occurred to me just recently because we have a wood-burning stove, and one of my favorite things to do in the wintertime, and especially around the holidays, is to have fires in the fireplace. I just love it. It's like my treat in exchange for the fact that it's cold, and I'm going to be cold, and some kind of dreary, is to enjoy a beautiful snuggly fire. Mm -hmm. But one thing that we've noticed this year more than others is that we've had to open a window because the pressure in the house from being closed up and closed off and the house being so tight means that it's not getting enough air fully to to get that fire alive and active. So think about that for your home and your environment. That natural energy, when you open the door, to come into your home. We want to allow as much of that fresh air to come in as possible. So anyway, I just wanted to mention that because we think about everything is so closed off that that entryway is so significant and so important to that fresh natural air coming in. So think about what is it that's near your front door? And what is it that's, you know, that's sitting around? Do you have dirty shoes hanging around there? Is there a way that you can organize that or put things so that everything has its own place and that you're opening up the entryway a little bit more. Also think about the entryway outside of your home and your front door. One big feng shui cure that people use is to actually paint the front door red. And that can be something that's really appropriate for your house is to bring that attractive, positive energy through the front door with a red front door. But even doing something simple like taking a look at your walkways that lead up, what does your doormat look like? If your doormat is tired and it's seen better days, bring a beautiful, fresh, vibrant energy. Sweep off the front area. Do things that show that you care, that you are welcoming to others, that there's a generous spirit to the person that's inside. Right. That's going to help attract that fresh energy through the front. And the front of your home, that fresh energy coming in, is really at the heart of everything. Let's look at number five. Spring clean your home, particularly dust. So get down to the baseboards, you know, freshen everything up, zhuzh it, get under the beds, that sort of thing. Anywhere where dust is kind of hiding and collecting. 
just brush it off, clear it out. One thing to also think about is to clean your altar areas and to refresh those. So if you have a place where you keep all of your crystals, freshen those up, maybe even considering cleansing and charging them again so that they have a nice fresh energy, but rearrange every year a new energy comes in. And so you want to honor what you feel now, as the new year begins to change over, where do those crystals feel like they need to be? Is there a place where you can rearrange it that honors your aesthetics better, that feels right for you? There's always something that we can kind of tweak and shift and change to honor the new year. So think about that with your altar areas and do some energetic cleansing in the home as well. I like that idea because I think a lot of people have a tendency to put things in a place and say, this is where this goes your crystals are in this place and they're arranged in a certain way because in that moment, that's how they feel. That's the energy of that moment, right? And so if you don't change it when the energy changes, you're sort of plowing that old energy through and forcing it through the new energy instead of Mm -hmm. fixing it to make it more receptive to the frequency and the vibration of the new energy flow. Yeah. Let's look at number six. This is a ritual from a feng shui practitioner in her blog. I wish that I could remember the name of the person. I just can't. (laughs) I'm sorry about that. But the ritual is to take a brand new red pen, so one that's nice and fresh and feels good to write with, and write nine times a day for nine days or for 27 days. So one or the other, either choose nine days or 27 days, and write in that red pen, today is my lucky day. So do that nine times for nine days. And if you miss a day, you need to start over, start over fresh. But this is a good way to bring in that fresh energy, to attract that luck energy to you, but also to put it in your mind of, hey, this is my lucky day. I have things to look forward to. When you do that, you're going to be beaming. You're going to be bright. You're going to be more likely to kind of stretch yourself out, to feel good about things, to feel more confident. When you do that, you're going to attract more helpful alliances. You're going to be present more positively for your relationships, and you'll feel better about the day in general. And you're setting the intention of it being your lucky day as well. You're putting that mindset into, I'm receptive to this. I'm open to this energy to flow to me because I'm announcing that it's this that this is mm-hmm. the way it is this is my lucky day i like that a lot that's yeah that's that's real fun number seven is stay positive and happy greet everyone that you see over the next few weeks with a smile and just well wishes to them so you might say happy new year or something along those lines but just when you see someone think about that person is representing good energy to you and what you're wanting to do is to show the universe yes I'm welcoming this new good positive energy and I'm doing so with gusto I'm doing so with my heart I'm doing so with lightness and cheer and positivity and that really just supercharges everything to you so whenever you see someone big smile. Happy New Year. So good to see you. Be extra welcoming and consider that they are representing your luck energy. And so every time you see them, be joyful about receiving them. Finally, I mentioned that there were a couple of don't do this. So these things are not recommended to do on New Year's Day. So in our case for January 22nd, mark your calendars now Tell your spouse, tell your partner so that they don't forget and do this. But two things not to do is don't shower 
or sweep on New Year's Day. Don't do that because you're sweeping away your all the fresh energy that just came in on the New Year's. So you don't want to do that. We just kind of honor and appreciate everything that's here on that New Year's Day. And a good thing to do is wear red or wear a bright color, something that just gets you in the spirit, gets you excited about that fresh new energy. And again, it's all about attraction. Right. You can shower the night before. You can sweep the night before, right? (laughs) That's right. But do not shower or sweep on the new year. As we close, I think the most important thing, the biggest takeaway for this is the spirit that we do things in. That when we set ourselves up for an expectation that good things are coming to us, that we can celebrate them, that we're welcoming new partnerships and new alliances, that we're welcoming new energy into our life, that we're being intentional about saying, I have much to be thankful for. I have much abundance in my life to share. So if we think about the oranges and we're sharing the gift of oranges with other people when they come to visit, it's just a great principle. And when we live from that place of the heart, when we live in cheer, when we're expecting those positive things, we really manage everything much better. And you'll find that new fresh energy comes to you. One thing I've noticed with my daughter is that it's always been so fun to give her gifts because she's so truly grateful and joyful about everything. She just has the best positive attitude about things. So it makes you want to give her more gifts, like little things, like, I got you a pen today. (gasps) Wow, that's so nice. I mean, she really receives it with a sense of joy and appreciation and thankfulness. And it makes me feel inspired to want to share more with her. When we are living that way in our lives, people want to be around us. People feel excited to share with us, to give to us, to exchange, because it helps them to feel good. They're probably empaths too. So when you're radiating out this positive energy, when you're expressing that, people are going to feel that, wow, I don't know, I'm feeling really good about what's going on with Robert right now. I want to hang out with him a little bit more because I walk away feeling light and bright and so much better. So put that energy out into the world and you'll find that abundance and more positive experiences are attracted. In that spirit, I want to wish you a happy new year. I want to wish that this is the year that you really feel a powerful sense of opening where some of those deeper questions that you've been asking or have been held in your head and in your heart are being answered, that this is the year where you really feel a sense of deep fulfillment within your heart, within your sense of connectedness with each other, with the world, how you're in alignment with how you're expressing yourself in that way, and just wishing you the very best for 2023. Many blessings. The Modern Life and Spirit podcast is for informational purposes only. The information provided is not intended to provide medical, psychological, legal, or financial advice. Information provided is not to diagnose or treat any medical or psychological illness. To read the full disclaimer, see SedonaMedium.com.